All right, sweet Flatline MMA podcast episode number 63. Ladies and gents, the kid is back. Zach's on the show. He took a 40-episode hiatus. Um, His beard got thicker, but his mind got stronger. Boys, let's talk fights. Saturday night, UFC 257. We had a big boy, the one we've been waiting for. First pay-per-view of the year. Headlined the rematch, Dustin Poirier uh, taking on Conor McGregor in a lightweight scrap. A um, lot of really good fights. I thought this was an overall, you know, really good card. Um, we had, you know, obviously some some big upsets on this card. Uh, Marina Rodriguez pulling the upset over the the heavy favorite Amanda Rebus, just you know stealing the hype train from uh, from Rebus there. Unreal performance by Rodriguez. Uh, Calderwood defeating Jessica I, which like, I'm not too much of a shocker, but, um, I think that, you know, that was in for a a pretty good fight. You know, we had two fights drop out of here. We had people missing weight. This card had everything you could ask for. Really just wanted to get in depth with the co and the main event here. Let's just get right into the co-main event because, um, this is an exciting one. I think this one was kind of picked as like potential fight of the year. So let's just get right into it. Co-main event. We had some lightweight action. Dan Hooker taking on Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler making his UFC debut after dominating Bellator for years and years to come. Um, I believe two-time or three-time Bellator lightweight champion. Defeated some legends. Um, You know, coming off his most recent knockout of Benson Henderson. Coming into the UFC, and the UFC is like, you know what? Screw it. Let's give him to a killer. Dan Hooker, who's been on a tear, um, obviously in his last fight, got into a, you know, you know, potential fight of the year candidate with Dustin Poirier, who is, is headlining this card. Um, but I'm gonna let you guys roll with it. Let's, uh, let's just kind of get right into this. Chandler knocking out Dan Hooker cold in round one in his UFC debut. You guys take it away. What'd you think of the fight? What'd you think of Chandler? And what'd you think overall about this fight here? Yeah, I think with the durability of Hooker, I wasn't expecting the knockout, especially first round like that. Um, you know, there was a bit of a feeling out period. You know, Hooker was throwing a lot of uh, leg kicks and circling, and I think um, Chandler was having trouble getting getting on the inside because there was that huge height difference. Um, but once once Chandler opened up, like he threw that um, like that. TP kick to, to the stomach, and then he, he just he, he went after him after that. And uh, that, that just goes to show how much power he's got in his hands because Dan Hook has been in some wars with Poirier and uh, took, took uh, Felder's best shots and Barboza. And, um, you know, Chandler basically doing that with one punch. I mean, it, it's the scary thing. I was really surprised it went down that way too. I mean, in the beginning, like the feeling out, he definitely Chandler's getting that leg chewed up pretty bad. Yeah. And then once he corralled him to the fence, I think was it a left hook that dropped him? Yeah. Like a, a crazy left hook that sent him down. It was. I thought I thought he would get back up because, like you said, he's known to be tough. But man, he did not. He did not. Chandler did not let up and just put him away. Yeah, I think. I think with Hooker, too, he was doing a ton of circling, and I think Chandler kind of caught on to that. I think there was a little sense of urgency on Chandler's part, too, because he did get he 
did get a pretty good leg kick that you could see hurt him pretty good. And then right after that, it was the knockout. But um, yeah, he did this thing where like, I forget the name of the boxing technique, but it's for shorter guys. He threw through his power hand and then stepped with the right foot at the same time and then went southpaw and then caught him with the left. And um, timed it perfectly, caught him circling. It was, it was a pretty knockout. It was a great debut for him. Great debut. I mean, it's got to be the best, one of the best UFC debuts of all time. I mean, getting thrown into the top five like that, knocking out a guy, like you said, who's as durable as Dan Hooker. Um, you know, you got to go back to like the Anderson Silva days, like his debut, um, you know what I mean? Where it's just like flawless. But I mean, I don't think you can get much better than that. When I do believe that like a lot of the narrative was like Chandler's past his prime. He, he beat up a, a, an old Benson Henderson in his last fight. He got knocked out by Patricio Pipple in uh, the fight prior to, you know, for the, for the belt. And I think that was the big narrative coming in. This is like, mm. is he going to be another aspirin? You know what I mean? Um, but Jesus Christ, he proved that he still got power. I mean, obviously we know like he's in phenomenal shape and I think he, you know, the whole narrative of him being on juice, which like, you know, people talked about him in Bellator and like, they're not testing. I mean, he passed the drug tests. I mean, I hopefully, hopefully nothing comes out in the next couple of days, but I mean, he proved to be I the real deal. Too. My fucking God, he is insanely shredded. And like, I will say, better backflip than Justin Gaethje in his debut. It took Gaethje twice to get up on that cage. It took Chandler once. He didn't land. He did not stick the landing, but he looked good doing it. So it, it just, I feel like it puts him in the, probably the best position ever, right? He just opened himself up to some massive fights. I'm curious to hear what you guys think is, is next for him. So he just took number four in the rankings, came out this morning. Mm -hmm what what's fun for him next like does, does he deserve to you know fight for the title does he need to go um you know someone in the top three like what's next for him because dana and the presser was like michael chandler is up next facing dustin but like obviously we'll talk about the main event in, in a little bit but like what makes sense for michael chandler he obviously just made a statement coming from bellator proving he belongs i mean this there's so many good fights but what makes sense for him next yeah, you know, if you watch Dustin's post-fight, he says that's not a fight he'd take. Yes. He says Chandler has to prove himself a little bit more in the UFC, which I can totally see that point. I mean, Dustin Dustin right now, so he's going to be fighting for the title. Uh, I'm going to assume Khabib's not coming back from the, the way he's kind of been talking. Um, so Dustin has to fight somebody. It either leaves the... Uh, trilogy with Connor, or I think Oliveira for the title. And then, um, but when it comes to Chandler, I think Gaethje would be a really fun fight or, or even Ferguson for him. Yeah. You think, should, you think he should wait instead of fighting for the title? I mean, yeah, I think if he gets handed that opportunity, he should take it, but it doesn't sound like Dustin's, Dustin's gonna, uh, Dustin's going to take it. And I think Oliveira, I think he's pretty deserving with the six or seven fight win streak at this point. Yeah. And the way he's dominated Ferguson. Uh, I think eight, eight fight good. win streak. Eight yeah, fight eight win, win streak. streak. Yeah. Insane. Crazy. 
the toughest division in the whole UFC. Yeah. You think he should wait for like the winner of? Because I I'd assume that Oliveira versus Poirier was going to be next for the title if Khabib mm-hmm. didn't come back. So I figured that he would get the winner of that. It's it's just yeah. tough because uh, obviously we'll talk about it, but you know, Dustin just went on some show today and it was like the UFC wants the 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 McGregor trilogy. You have my phone number, and like. I get where he's coming from. I think at this point for Dustin, he believes he's the champion right now, which like we'll talk about in a little bit. Like I hundred percent believe that like he should have the belt wrapped around his waist. He just fought McGregor and Khabib's probably gone, but depending on that, then that holds up Oliveira, that holds up Chandler that holds up Gaethje. Like that kind of like puts a roadblock within this division right now. I think Chandler Gaethje is a no brainer. I think if you're a UFC fan, that is a hell of a fight because you got like Gaethje, who obviously just overcame some adversity, um, you know, lost to Khabib in his last fight. But like, I think people kind of, you know, are talking about how dangerous Justin Gaethje still is. So I think him and Michael Chandler, like you want to talk about a fight. I think that's going to be a fight. Um, I think that's a no fucking brainer there. And then obviously if the trilogy with, Poirier McGregor doesn't happen. Oliveira's getting that next title shot. And I think the winner of that gets the shot because I agree. I don't think Chandler should jump the line because he beat Dan Hooker because Poirier just beat Dan Hooker. So to me, that the math doesn't make sense there. So I think, I think he, I think he needs to wait. Yeah. But business wise, you have to think Chandler made a pretty, pretty big name for himself and people are going to want to see, see him fight for a title. I mean, I think of course in the MMA world, Chandler's got a bigger name than Oliveira. And I think more people will tune in. So that, that's another, you know, factor that uh you know could could play into this. Yeah, you know go ahead. Oh, go ahead buddy. No, go ahead. I just hope we don't I don't really want to see McGregor Poirier three right away. I don't think that makes sense. Mm. I think there's a lot more, like we've seen the McGregor-Poirier matchup. I'd like to see, I mean, hell, I'd like to see McGregor-Gagey. That'd be fun. I mean, I'd like to see him against someone else, you know? I think that Poirier deserves the top spot, and I don't think he, like, I don't, to be honest, I didn't really get why. I mean, I understand McGregor's a huge star, but in terms of, like, next in line for the belt, it always kind of annoys me that he's always mentioned, but I mean, his only, like, his last one was over Cerrone, you know? So, yeah. I've never, I'd rather Poirier fight for the title and not fight McGregor again. But, like yeah, I said, Oliveira, Poirier, I think would be a great fight. I'd be interested to see who, who wins that, too. Yeah, no, me too. And, and like Kevin said, it's a, uh, it's a, it's a business, right? So, it's, it, yeah. what's going to put the most asses in the seats, or I guess, what's, who's going to, you know, make you click the most pay-per-views, right? Um, it, it is what it is. So I, I'm just curious to see, because this, the lightweight division is finally starting to get some clarity with Khabib, uh, I guess, on his way out here. So I'm, I'm just excited to see how it plays out. I think Chandler Gagey, you booked that fight. Um, Chandler got out of there pretty uh, unscathed, uh, took a couple shots, but like, I think we run this, we run this in a couple months. And like, I am so excited. I think hopefully, you know, when Gage is going to be back. I know he's itching to get back in there. So um, shout out Michael Chandler. 
probably the most impressive UFC debut we've ever seen. You're the real deal. Um, for all his haters, and he was getting so much hate all week. Um, I hope they all learned to not judge a book by its cover. And he's not on roids, and he still got it. So I'm pumped. I'm pumped that we got the Michael Chandler era is finally here. People don't realize he's still young. He's still freaking young, and people were writing him off. Always knew how dangerous he was. I loved watching him fight. I, even you know, even in that Benson Henderson fight, I was like, yeah, Henderson's definitely past his prime, but like, still impressive to put away, put him away like that. And then doing that to to Dan Hooker, who, like you said, durable guys taking ridiculous shots from Dustin Poirier, who just knocked out Conor McGregor, says a lot. So, um, and then I don't know if you guys saw. Did you guys see? I've been hearing rumors of Dan Hooker potentially retiring. I, I saw that he put his gloves down in the in the octagon. I don't know if that was just like out of him being pissed. There was a lot of rumors going around MMA Twitter. Did you guys happen to see that? No. I, I didn't catch that he did that. Yeah. yeah. I heard about it. I, I didn't see it either. I, I didn't either. I, it was just like a thing on MMA Twitter where it was like, yeah, I guess he's walking away. But like he hasn't come out and made a statement yet. Sucks for him. Um he had to do like an extra two week quarantine afterwards. So he lost and now he has to stay in Abu Dhabi and he can't see his family for another two weeks, which is like, that is just must be a miserable trip for him. But, you know, shout out Dan Hooker took a risk there, took on a, a dangerous guy. And, um, you know, I think he'll be back. There's a lot of fun matchups within the top 15 that, that, that can get thrown in him. So um, shout out those two guys. Great fight. And let's get to the main event. We got Dustin Poirier taking on Conor McGregor. The rematch, uh, this time at lightweight. Conor McGregor coming off of a year layoff, taking on Donald Cerrone, knocking him out in 40 seconds, didn't even break a sweat. And then you got Dustin Poirier, who's just, I mean, the guy is the definition of just active, right? Um, you know, beating Dan Hooker. Uh, and then before his, you know, Habib, loss i mean the man was on it just an absolute streak taking out legends anthony pettis gaethje eddie alvarez max holloway i mean the resume doesn't get better than dustin poirier so um i think we all knew this fight was going to be good i think we had half the people that were like dustin still remembers that knockout right knockout first round and then other people were like dustin is a different fighter than when he was at six years ago um when he fought at 145 and he's going to take mcgregor into deep waters i don't think anything anyone Anyone on this Zoom call right now expected Dustin Poirier to knock out Conor McGregor in the second round. So I'm going to let you guys run with this. What do you think of the fight? Were you shocked at the outcome? And just overall, excitement. Yeah, I mean, for, from all of Dustin's past fights, he, he's a volume puncher. And I thought that was actually going to work to his disadvantage with Conor because Conor's so good at kind of falling back and counter punching. And he, he's got some crazy power in his left hand. I, I thought eventually uh, Connor was going to catch him. But um, yeah, I was not expecting that at all. Especially too, like we haven't seen, the one time we've seen Lashley Connor has been dropped by Khabib and then he was hurt by uh, Diaz at 170 and, and shot in. But um you know, all the all the past fights I've seen of him, he's got a pretty good chin. He's taken a lot of good shots and still, you know, kept his faculties and and fought on. But um, yeah, it was it was definitely definitely not expected that result. I thought Dustin's 
path to win that fight was going to be a decision. It was going to be a long fought decision. And I was, I was really impressed by Poirier's chin too. Cause you know, the first time I watched it, I didn't really catch it, but the second time, cause you know, the ending took me so off guard, but I watched it a couple, I watched it a couple more times and Connor definitely landed some serious shots that I think would have hurt some other guys, but Poirier didn't even look phased by some of those, yeah. some of those left hands he took. And then he definitely, I mean, he mutilated Connor's leg. And then once he turned him on the fence, he just, he suffocated him against it. You know, it kind of reminded me of when he got trapped against the ropes against Mayweather and just got like suffocated there. Same, same thing, man. The mm. Corey did not let up. And then he caught him with that short right hook that just sent him down. It was, it was impressive. It, it just, I, I, you're right. It was just like such a shock. And, uh, yeah, it brought me back a little bit of, you know, when his back was on the, the cage in the second Diaz fight, when he was just getting pieced up. Um, and I just think that's Connor's problem. He can't fight when his, when his back's on the cage. Uh, I was reading some stuff too. I don't know if you guys like caught this, but to me, to me, it looked like Connor, his stance and the way he was moving in there, like he was in a boxing match. And like, yeah. and Dustin said it a while back. I don't know if you guys caught this, but he said, the only reason Connor's fighting me is because he's prepping for Manny Pacquiao, a southpaw. And to me, my theory, and I've been reading it a lot, is that's all he trained is like boxing, boxing, boxing. And if you haven't noticed, he wasn't in that, he wasn't in that like karate stance. Like he was coming in like pretty flat footed. Right. Um, I don't know if you guys caught that too, but like, I just felt like he looked at it as like a boxing match. I don't know. Yeah, he definitely did look, look to be in a different stance than, than what we normally see him. Usually he's pretty light on his toes, bouncing yeah. back and forth, uh, mixing in his kicks, his punches. But yeah, it, it looked like the boxing was the main focus in his, in his training camp and in, you know, his strategy for this fight. Um, yeah. And, and I think, I think that, uh, sorry, I'm getting a phone call. Um, I think that's why the the leg kicks were so effective too. Yep. Because he was kind of he was in that boxing stance. He was a little less mobile, and I think Poirier was just catching him perfect every single time. Beautiful. It was. I mean, I looked at Poirier man, and and like I think people are are definitely discrediting Poirier a lot. Like you know, obviously when McGregor loses, everyone's gonna hate on him. You know, he's a polarizing figure, but. Dustin literally fought a perfect fight. Like, like Zach said, he took massive shots from that left hand, which most people go down from. And then he just came back. You know what I mean? I think he had a good game plan at the beginning, took McGregor down, right. Had him in the clinch. I think he was getting him a little tired and then was just beating up that leg. And you could see after the fight, Connor couldn't even walk. We, you know, we saw that in the, um, in the, the second Nate Diaz fight where, you know, he, he came off in the, in like the wheelchair and like, his legs were all beat up, but this was like different, man. Did you guys think like, I don't know. I just, the whole mindset of Connor, like when his post fight press conference where he was like, you know what, this, I thought I was going to be more upset. Like after this loss, does that like alarm you that like this guy just like doesn't want to fight anymore? Like, did you think he had the mindset going in there? Like, I'm just doing this to do this. Like, I don't know that, that to me, 
when you're that hungry, you don't say like, ah, I'm not really that upset about this. Like, I know he's got a billion dollars in the bank, but like, to me, that was like kind of the end of him. I don't know. I feel like when you're going in for like a desk job, it's like, yeah, uh, I'm just going to do this today. But like when you're stepping into a cage with, with a fighter who is looking to land elbows uh, across your face and knock you out, break your arm. I, I don't, I, I can't, I can't understand that. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess it did happen uh, to Mike Tyson though, you know, in, in his final fight, he said he, he just wasn't feeling it anymore, but I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's the case for case for Connor. He seemed pretty pumped up throughout the whole um, like media week. Uh, the whole lead up to the fight, he looked in incredible shape. And it was actually the first time I've ever seen him after, after a round, not sit on a stool. I mean, he looked, he looked fresh after that, after that first round, you know, he did a lot of fighting in the clinch. Uh, he got back to his feet after a takedown and they were pretty active, pretty active. Otherwise it was a pretty, pretty high, high intensity round. And he, he didn't seem, he, he didn't look tired at all. So. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he fought. A, I don't think he fought a bad fight at all. Yeah, he, he really he landed really well. I mean, I just I mean, Corey. I think people aren't giving Corey enough credit. He's just yeah, really good. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it's a shame to lose to Corey at all. No, yeah. I don't either. I think I'm just I'm just like more like the mindset, right? Like when you're when you're a hungry guy, you don't just take a, a knockout loss and you're like, ah, you know what? Like I'm not too upset about it. Like I wanted to hear, like, you know what I mean? Like, he's saying, like, oh, we'll do the trilogy, we'll do the trilogy. Like, in my mind, that's just not, like, what I wanted to hear from him. If he was hungry and he was going to fight four times this year and he actually wanted this trilogy, you know what I mean? Uh, like, after, like, the Cerrone fight, obviously he got a 40-second knockout, didn't even get friggin' touched. Like, he was jacked up. He's like, I'm fighting four times this year. I'm going to get the Khabib fight back. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. I just all around, and like, he's the guy that like, you listen to the motivational quotes from him, the videos when he was coming up and like, you know what I mean? What's, what's that guy who said, like, it's hard to fucking wake up and train at 5 a.m. when you're sleeping in sleep, uh, silk sheets, whatever the fuck it is. Like, dude, that like, to me, I'm not saying he's not going to fight ever again, but like, I don't know. It's just, it, that was tough to see him afterwards. Obviously like he's never been, he's never been knocked out before. So like, it, it was just tough to see, but I give all the credit to Poirier, man. The dude is a beast. He just, I mean, to me, he just added a legendary name to his resume and to already a stacked resume and a knockout victory over Conor McGregor. Like, I mean, this Dustin Poirier is going to be in the Hall of Fame. He's already an interim champion. Do you guys consider that fight with McGregor for the belt? Like, I know it wasn't for the belt, but like, do you see Dustin Poirier as the champion right now? And I know it's hard to think about with like Khabib not officially retired, but he really is officially retired. It's just not like plastered everywhere. Like I, I felt like that, that was for the belt. I really do. Yeah. Cause if you think that the only other, other person in the, the division, the, the latest title holder was Gaethje and he's, he's going to win over Gaethje. So, and he's, he's also been on a decent streak. You know, he's got his win over, uh, Dan Hooker, and then well, was right before that the Gaethje fight. Um, no, it was it was Khabib, and then oh, and then Hooker. Yeah, he just came back from the Hooker fight, so he's on a two fight win streak now. Yeah, so 
Yeah, I mean, I find them to be the two two top of the division. Even even though Connor's been been out for a while, he's a former champ, former uh, featherweight champ. Um, he, he's got a pretty good resume, so uh, I could, you know, in my mind, consider that consider that the title fight. Yeah, I know we talked about it a little bit, but obviously with Khabib coming back, I know, um, you know, we're all for. Poirier Oliveira, Oliveira is deserving. But honestly, what do you guys think the chances are that this trilogy gets booked for you know maybe early early summer or something like that? Because I don't know. I, I know I said in my in my last comment that like I don't know where Connor's head's at, but like at the end of the day, Kevin, you said this is a business. What's going to make the most money is either a Nate Diaz trilogy with Connor or a Poirier Connor trilogy for the belt. Think about that. If the belt's on the line here, which Connor obviously isn't deserving of that right now, but I mean, what what do you guys think the chances of that actually happening is? I think it's pretty high, to be honest. I do too. Uh, I know Connor's going to be campaigning pretty hard for that fight back. Uh, he he did the same thing right after Diaz loss. He he wanted that one right back right back immediately. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's pretty likely that, that that one gets made. I think it's I think it's a risky fight. I know his coach was saying he, he wants that fight by the summer. I, I don't see a whole lot changing by then. He's gonna make make the adjustments for those light kicks, but I think other than that, you know, if, if those light kicks weren't weren't um, weren't a factor, I think it was still a pretty even fight up to that point. I agree. Um, so I, I, I think it's a dangerous one for him to, to rush right back into. Yeah, I agree. Zach, I know you're kind of against that. So what do you think? Yeah, I'm against that. And then I saw what I'm even more against is I saw Porik call out Nate Diaz and Nate Diaz say he wants to fight him. I'm even more against that. Dude. Diaz I, for so long. I mean, when was his last fight? Masvidal was that, was that a year ago? More than a year ago? I don't even know. He got demolished. I, dude, I just... I don't know why. I mean, I, the the McGregor Diaz trilogy makes more sense to me, way more sense to me, just for entertainment value than Poirier Diaz. That that one to me is just absurd. But I, I, I don't. don't know. I saw that too. I don't think that could happen. But then again, I hope not. <laughs> Dana Dana said that Diaz is coming back there and talks with you know someone in the top five. Who the hell does that mean? Is that is that Gaethje? Like, was it supposed to originally be Diaz Gaethje? Because I'm mm. all for that, but like, I don't know. Like, he, he hasn't really brought that up, um, so I'm curious. But I did see that afterward. Diaz talking all that shit. I, I freaking love him. Um, but I agree with you, Zach. I think I think they should wait on the trilogy for Poirier. Let him fucking win the belt. Let him beat up on Charles Oliveira, which I think he fucking would do. Um, and then just book the DS trilogy. People are going to love that. Like there's so many unknowns in that fight that like, you know what I mean? Diaz has been late. Uh, he's had a long layoff. McGregor just got knocked out. He's still going to sell tickets. Everyone still loves or hates Conor McGregor. Like, I don't think that loss like ends his career, like takes away his shine. The dude's like, you know, I do miss shit talking Conor McGregor. Don't get me wrong. It was way more fun watching him just like talk about people's religion and their family and just like ripping up flags and stuff, but people still love the guy and they want to come see him lose. Um, 
So I don't know. I, I think that they should do the Diaz trilogy before they even talk about the Poirier trilogy. Let Poirier have his time. That's what I think. I agree. I mean, I would, I would definitely watch the Gregor Diaz three. I think uh, that would be a sick fight. And I'd like to talk about the Oliveira Poirier. You, you pick, uh, you pick Poirier in that fight for sure. I think Dustin just proved to a lot of people that he's other than Khabib, he's probably the the second best 155er in the world. I I, I like you knock on McGregor like that, man. You, he made a statement. I, I just think Oliveira, don't get me wrong, what he did to Tony Ferguson was unreal. But other than that, he he doesn't have this amazing resume. I think he's great. Don't get me wrong. Poirier has beaten everyone in their mother. Like his hit list of Pettis, Gaethje, Alvarez, Max Holloway, and Dan Hooker is like the most impressive streak I've ever seen. Other than like a young John Jones. I did, I don't think anyone's stopping Poirier right now. Other than obviously a rematch with Khabib. I, I don't think he'll ever beat Khabib, but I think, I think he ragdolls Oliveira. I really believe that. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think the way that Oliveira mopped Ferguson on the mat, I think that's, the aspect of the game that's going to be dangerous for Poirier. But when it comes to the boxing, the kickboxing, um, clinch work, all that, I think Poirier, Poirier beats him nine times out of ten. Zach, what about you, buddy? You don't look happy I, over there. No, I, I I, think it'd be a great matchup, to be honest. I love that Oliveira's this – you know, before he was a little bit more wild. He's, he's always been like a pressure fighter. Before he was a little bit more wild on the feet, but now that he's kind of, you know, reined it in a little bit and like the performance he put on against uh, Kevin Lee, I was super, imp- I was super impressed by. Yeah. The Ferguson performance was crazy too. So I wonder how, I wonder how poor it would deal with that, with that pressure. I mean, I think, I think he'd handle it pretty well, but I'd like to see it. And I think the grappling aspect is also interesting, whether or not, I think he could definitely take Poirier down, and I think that adds a whole new aspect to the fight. I, I think that's the matchup to make for whether it's for the title or not. That should be that should be like the next big lightweight fight. I think. Now, if if they do decide to, let's say, run back Connor Dustin for the summer, if you're um, if you're Oliveira, do you take a fight or do you wait? Do you take a fight like a Gaethje? Or like someone like that, or, or, or are you sitting back and being like, no, like I'm not fighting. Like the belt is mine next. What do you do? I mean, I think the smart move is to wait. Look what happened to Tony when he fought Gagey. You know? yeah, I was just gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> you, you gotta learn from Ferguson. I know, I know. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the lightweight division is so stacked. There are, you know, we we basically talked about everyone within, you know, the the, the top five here, right? And, you know, with Conor McGregor moving to six, we got Tony Ferguson at, at number five. I, I think that's someone that we really haven't talked about. Where does he kind of play in all this? Like, I like, does he take just a ton of time off? Does he take the year off? Like, who do you see him fighting next? Like, I know it has nothing to do with this card, but like, I, you know, I already miss him. Like, who, who does he, who does he take on next? Hey, so what, what, what do you guys think of this? Poirier, Oliveira, Chandler, Gaethje, Ferguson, Hooker. Both coming off losses. That's a hell of a fight. I like Ferguson.
Justin Hooker or Ferguson Felder would be unreal, I think. Yeah. And yeah. you got just you got just RDA just like in the mix here at number seven, like just that the black sheep. Um, Lightweight is so crazy. <laughs> the the top ten. I mean, dude, even look outside the top ten. Ally Aquinta, Kevin Lee, fucking Benil Dariush, who's been on a fucking tear. Islam, who like no one really knows what his potential is going to look like, and then Gregor Gillespie, who we haven't seen fight since he got fucking since that knockout, right? Since Kevin Lee, yeah. Shout out Gregor Gillespie. Called me out on a post that I put up of him. DM'd him to try to get him on the show, and he just called me right out. So shout out Gregor. I still love you. Don't worry. (laughs) Actually, a true story. So I felt terrible about it, but um, I hope to see him fight. Comes back, man. I I wonder. Because I think he, the Kevin Lee loss was tough, but dude, he, I think he's right back in the, the mix of the, the top team at lightweight for sure. Oh, yeah, he's a beast. You know what's pretty impressive too is Diego Ferreira. Yes. I, the, the last fight I remember watching him, he. He demolished Pettis, right? Yeah, demolished. Yeah. Him. Completely demolished. And I think he's on a pretty good win streak as well. Yeah, I believe he's on six. Yeah, see, so, like, there's so many guys. So, so my thing with McGregor, I feel like the next fight for him is kind of do or die. If he if he loses again, I mean, people get still paid to, to watch him fight, but I think it's going to be really tough for him to, uh, you know, get fights with people in the top five, top ten. I agree. He's holding, I up, holding right. up the division there. Holding up the division. That's like... He's like, like Zach said, every time there's a fight, it's always like, well, Conor McGregor gets the next shot when he comes back. And like that is eventually like, it's going to need to go away. There's, there's way too many killers here. You have guys that are outside the top 10. Like people are waiting for Islam to like make his rise and like take over the Khabib spot. Like people are waiting for like guys like Diego Friere, like um, even like, Hey, look at someone like Gregor. I don't know. It's just every fighter in this division is deadly. And, like, I can't wait to just see them all fight each other at one time. Like, I'm just – I'm fucking pumped for it. I wish they did those – I wish they did those one-night tourneys again. Oh, I mean, I know, I know it's really tough on the guys that are fighting it, but damn. Can you imagine the shark tank that is lightweight? <laughs> Remember the PFL did that a few years ago? They, they tried to have, like, three fights in one night. And everybody hurt yeah. themselves in the first round. So, like, all the losers from the first round ended up fighting each other. And it was just, like, a mess. Yeah. Oh, it was insane. It didn't work out the way it was supposed to at all. All the injuries, yeah, it totally, totally fucks it up. But, yeah. It's, it's a dream. It's a dream, you know. Hey, maybe, maybe they'll do, like, um, like a lightweight tourney like they did they do in Bellator. I think that's something that Dana needs to consider, especially for, like, a, such a stacked division like this. Like, I mean, I mean, the top five is just insane. And Kevin, I think I like your matchups a lot. Um, I think that's most likely what's going to happen. I, I, in all reality, like the, the McGregor trilogy is very likely to happen. I don't think it happens next. I think I think he's going to take some time off and, and want to like recoup and be like, let's fight at the end of the year or something. But also, not to drag this on any longer. Do you like obviously with, with Chandler having a great performance and Aporia having a great performance? Khabib saying like he's levels above this, above these guys. Does the Connor Khabib 
rematch ever happen now? Or is that just like dead? I do. I don't, I don't think McGregor, I'm sorry. I don't think the B will ever want to fight McGregor again. I think he, in his mind, he probably so thoroughly destroyed him that he just doesn't see the reason to. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, with Khabib, too, the thing that – so Dana could totally have embellished his conversation with him saying that he needed to see something spectacular. How does it get any better than the Oliveira-Ferguson fight, um, Chandler's debut, or what Dustin just did to Connor? Like, how yeah. much more impressive of a performance do you have to give to, like, be worthy to fight Khabib? So I, I don't see him – I don't see him coming back at all. I think he just needs to give up the belt and, and stop jerking everyone around. Yeah. Okay. I I also I also think Dana White lied about the whole thing and Khabib probably said he's retired, but Dana was like, I want people to watch this pay-per-view. So I'm just gonna say that Khabib <laughs> said that he wants to see something impressive, which like that's such a Dana move. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. Uh 155 is stacked. Shout out UFC 257. What a great card. Um Apparently there was a lot of streaming issues. I don't think um, I had we had any issues with any of that. I don't I don't know if like you guys did or whatever, but um, I apparently a lot of people were complaining about that after Dana was like, "I'm coming after all you illegal streamers," which was like the funniest part of Fight Week. He was just like calling people out, DMing people on Twitter, saying we're gonna arrest you. Like he's such a savage. I love it. Um, I heard it's trending pretty good. I think it's in like the 1.6, 1.7 range. So like. I believe it's going to be like the second highest pay-per-view of all time, which Connor just takes the fucking top, top seven in pay-per-views, which is literally insane. Um, but yeah, UFC 257, definitely think it was a success. I mean, in the UFC's eyes, with Connor getting knocked out, was it? Probably not for future business, but I mean, Dustin Poirier is a star. Michael Chandler is going to be a star. Um, can't wait to see those two eventually fight down the line. But I guess in like, other news, you know, there's been so many fights being booked over the past couple of days. We have uh, Darren Till, Marvin Vittori, Robert Whitaker, Paul Acosta, which is going to be a banger of a fight. I can't wait for that. But I think the most important fight to talk about right now, and we usually don't talk about this on the show, but we're going to bring it up. I just want quick predictions here. We just got the <laughs> breaking news. Ben Askren will be taking on Jake Paul in a boxing match. We don't even have to get it. Is that real? Is that real? It got signed today. Dude, signed no, on the dotted line today. It's the night of Whitaker Costa too. So it's like you can watch Whitaker Costa and then we can watch, you know, <laughs> Ben Askren knock out Jake Paul in one. That's my prediction. No, no. I think, I think oh, he's going to beat him by decision. And I'm going to tell you why. Look at the Robbie fight. Robbie dropped Askren on his head. Punch him in the face 40 times unanswered. Didn't go out, right? Masvidal, the knee. Of course, that's going to knock 99.9% .9 of humans out. But the guy's got a chin. That's all I'm saying. Jake Paul's not knocking out Ben Askren. Predictions. Let me hear it. Yeah, go ahead. Don't say it. I mean, Jake Paul's proven that he's got knockout power and that he's got the skill to actually win cleanly on somebody. But against who, but, though? Yeah, no, against the... Retired NBA uh, basketball player, but yeah, I just I don't understand. Like, I feel like it's risky for Ben Askren to, to do this. Like, I feel like there's literally no upside for him at all. Like, other than other than making a boatload of money, though. Yeah, he make a lot of money, but 
he loses. He completely diminishes, you know, everything he did in Bellator. And basically his UFC run was completely diminished by what uh, Masvidal did to him. And then losing to um, Maya right after. So, like, I feel like his whole, like, fight career loses this fight, just becomes a joke. And, like, everyone forgets about him being 19-0 or whatever it was in Bellator, being a champ over there, being a champ at, um, what was the other one he was? One, was one championship. One yep. championship. Being a, a Olympic wrestler. Yeah, just like, uh, he beat um, Lima as well too, right? But that's yeah, what I'm trying day, to say. Can you guys not like look at his career and say like he's taking clean shots from all these guys? Like Masvidal was the one guy to land a clean shot on Askren. Like think ducked, about that he, right he now. He ducked into the knee too. He ducked into the knee. Like to me, his chin has built up just like, I mean, listen, what we can say whatever we want. Jake Paul is 2-0 and in boxing. He's fought literally YouTubers and – uh, a, a retired basketball player who did, said he didn't even train for the fight. Well, as, as, as sloppy as Askren's striking is, I literally think he's going to win by decision. Like, I think he's just going to outbox this kid. Jake Paul's going to just gas out after like three rounds and Askren, like, you know, we can take a shot. I don't know. Am I, do I sound crazy? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that sounds crazy at all. I just think that I'm, a, I'm on Kevin's side and saying Askren better fucking win. or do you guys think do do you guys think at this point right like kevin said like like, like kevin said his he's a meme everywhere every time this motherfucker posts something on twitter he's getting trolled with a knee he like is getting roasted on on instagram do you think at this point he's like what do i have to lose like i'm already a meme everyone is always going to know me by this if he does beat jake paul which like i hope he does that maybe that redeems himself. Maybe people will forget about that because they don't like Jake Paul as much. And they're like, you know what? You saved the MMA community. Is, am, I, am, I, am I talking crazy yet? I mean, I'm sure it'll give him a little bit of credit, but dude, then, then people will just say, oh, you beat a fucking semi amateur, you beat an amateur YouTube boxer. Good job. You know? You've been, you've been fucking doing striking your whole life in your MMA career, you know? Uh, uh, I think experience wise, he's. He's got way more experience, but I mean, in in terms of his stand-up in MMA, it's never been the most beautiful thing to watch. I just think he has to win, man. I I don't think, I guess he, he you're probably right. He doesn't care at this point. All people do is send yeah. videos of the knee, but I, yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, I just think of um some of the exchanges he had with Damian Maya. Like, it took him, like, five seconds to throw the spin and back fist to, like, completely do a 360. Like, it just looks so sloppy and unathletic and horrible. I, I think – I don't know. I, like, I, I think he, he's subject to get caught. Like, I, I think, you know, he's, he's not going to have his wrestling to fall back on. He has to solely rely on his boxing skill. I don't know. I, I, it just kind of worries me. <laughs> but, yeah. We'll see. He's got 81 days to get his boxing right because I agree with Jack. He's got to win this one. He's got to do it for the MMA community. And he retired because um, he had some serious hip injury. Yeah. So how, how is that going to play into it? I think he had, he had surgery to fix that recently, actually. But, yeah, that's one of the things he was talking about. Yep. So 
we'll see what happens. Like I said, he's got, you know, I think the fight's like April 17th. So we still got, uh, we're a ways away. How does that fucking kid go from Conor McGregor to fighting Ben Askren? I, I don't even understand it. These YouTubers coming into box, but obviously it's going to be a spectacle. I'm assuming they're probably going to load up the the card with just like other YouTubers fighting other celeb. Like it's just going to be, it's going to be a spectacle. Um, you but, said we yeah. have Whitaker Costa that night, huh? Whitaker Costa that night as well just got announced. That's, that's a crazy fucking fight. That's a crazy fight. Dude, Atel Vittori is a friggin' phenomenal fight, too. I love that. Love that fight. So much going on in the first quarter here uh, in 2021. Obviously, I don't know about you guys, but I think we fucking, uh, you know, I think we started off the year on a hot note with with Cater Holloway, right? And then we had fucking McGregor Poirier. I mean, just, um, just ridiculous. We got so many good fighters coming up, up and comers. We got the hype train. We got Kamzat Chamaya fighting soon. We got um ufc what's the next pay-per-view we have ufc 250 what is it 258 usman burns that's going to be a fun one to predict um and then we have in march the fucking stacked card i think card of the year already of course ufc 259 three title fights i'm excited about that one so we'll see what happens there boys you got anything else no awesome Guys, thank you so much for the support. Make sure you click that subscribe button. Click that like button. Our Instagram's blowing up. About to hit 5,000 followers. So thank you guys for following us. I know maybe you had that big push because Zach's back on the show. I don't know if it's because of Kevin's fucking black eye. I don't know what it is, but the boys are blowing up. Thank you so much for your support. Click the link below. Go to our new website, www.flatlinemma.com. Grab your merch. Um, grab all things Flatline related. And until next time, Flatline MMA. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.